Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Dr. Mary. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think we should just jump right into it. It was a good thing I came across this morning that we're excited about. Um, My friend, my college friend, Robin Wick, posted this. She works at the U of M, I think in the business, uh, Carlson School of Business. And uh, she posted this thing on a growth mindset which, you know, is applicable for all stages and phases of our lives. I was just on a big call yesterday with the coach, Jeffrey Shaw, um, put together a two-day retreat. And I think I've talked about him a little bit. He wrote this book, The Self-Employed Life, which I loved. If you follow my Dana DelVal stuff, you've maybe heard me talk about it. But he had people on yesterday talking about growth mindset. Obviously, it's an entrepreneurial thing. It's a, um, you know, manifestation thing. But I think it's also an addiction thing. It it is. I mean, if you, uh, the 12 promises, the 12 steps, they're all, it's a self-improvement guide right there. Yeah. And, you know, if if you look at something from the negative, you can easily find the negative which means the converse must be true. If you look at something from the positive, you're likely to find the positive. So we're gonna show you the um, image that Robin put up. And this I'm very excited about Dr. Mary. So when I was little, I wanted to be Barbara Walters. (laughs) I thought her hair was amazing. I mean, if you go back to the 80s, late 70s or 80s, she had amazing hair. Um, Her clothes were great. I kind of liked her weird accent. She felt very glamorous to me and I loved her job. So this takes me one step closer to being Barbara Walters, which I'm quite excited about. Oh, look at that. That that is fantastic. Amazing. All right, so I'm gonna move this way. (laughs) Come come this way a bit, Satan. And we're gonna talk about growth mindset. So Robin, thanks for sharing this. So you can read these for yourselves, but we don't need to go through all of them, but are there any of these that really resonated for you? Oh, the second from last one, straight off the top of the head. The um, Instead of thinking in the, the red area there, I don't like challenges. It, it's what I even said this myself um, right at the start of rehab. I said, Jesus is hard. And then I immediately got back. Of course, it's hard. It's rehab. <laughs> to think of challenges make me better. Addressing mm. what's wrong is the hardest thing to do for anyone. Yeah. Having, and it is, it's, I, I, it is, a, it's, I don't want to sound like a, a hallmark movie, but it's moral courage, integrity helps keep oh, you going. Say more because that doesn't sound like a hallmark movie. That sounds like good life lessons. Yeah. You know, if you, you just give up, you say, well, I can't, I mean, desert rats give up. The desert, if you corner a desert rat, it'll just die. Why? They just do. If they can't find a way out, they just die. Mm. Okay. Um, 
so you, you don't you don't want to be that you've got to sit there and you've got to regroup and you've got to think you've got to reach out for help you know yeah. i can't do this or i don't like this well what can we what can you do to make this better because you need to do this yeah you know i think um this has been such an interesting process and i really believe that our guest more than a year ago now lana whiting was the first person i ever heard say I don't want to be, I don't ascribe to the phrase, I'm an alcoholic. I don't want to go to AA. I don't want the shame and the guilt associated with that. So I found a different way to get sober and to maintain that quality of life. And then we've heard other people, mm -hmm. certainly throughout these weeks, as guests talk about it, and we've talked about um, the lunch we had in LA with Alex Kaplan from Of Substance, who was a guest, and Dr. Adi Jaffe, who um, I we hope will be a guest. But this one, excuse me, this one really resonates for me in light of the way I'm evolving my thinking about drinking for people who um, have an alcohol problem. I'm afraid of making a mistake. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five down. I'm afraid of making a mistake. I feel like that really speaks to the shame and the guilt associated with AA. Now, I want to say this, and then you can say something if you want to talk about it, since AA is your program, not mine. You talk so often about how great that environment is because there's no judgment, mm -hmm. which I absolutely believe and hear you saying. But there must be an overarching component or or overlay of shame, because I think that's why you don't ever really allow me to say, I think I contributed to this. There's something about that. I must take all ownership. I must absolutely face this, confront it and say, this was on me, mm. which is both admirable and perhaps damaging. So back to, I'm afraid of making a mistake. That feels very AA to me. I, I can't screw up or I have to go all the way back to the beginning. Think this, mistakes are how I learn and get better. That speaks to this notion that Adi and Alex have, even though Alex has chosen a life of absolute sobriety, that speaks to this notion of moderation. Michelle Perrone talked about moderation. Um, and, and I think some others have too. Jennifer last week might have as well. This idea that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. For some people, perhaps it does. Hmm. For you, perhaps it does. Yeah. We don't know. But there is there is space in this continuum to say, I made a mistake, here's what I learned, and I'm getting better, as opposed to, I'm a terrible person. Because if you are somebody who operates well under shame, which, P.S., I operate incredibly well under shame, it, it, well, you know, um, then then you might absorb the shame of screwing up, messing up so badly that rather than admitting to it, you pull the desert rat approach yeah, and mean, just there, there is, do yourself in. There is that too. I mean, that does unfortunately happen. Yeah, it's, it's alarming. Um, I'm curious. We're curious to know. I'm sorry that I always start from singular when I'm asking questions of the group. We are curious to know if any of these resonate with you. Well, there's another one here that I mean, Good I morning, saw John. this. I, I hear this in AA. Of course, um, in my in my day job, I hear this all the time. 
Um, I don't know how um, you could flip that around to, um, I can learn how. Think of all the things we do in our lives that we don't know how to do till we've done them. I, I know we've talked about this, but what if every time a toddler, a baby who was learning to walk, what if the first time they fell down, they were consumed with shame, they were belittled by other people? What if as a parent you did this, what's the matter with you? You just take the next step and the next step, you don't fall down. Nobody would do that. I think there may be some parents out there that do that. No, not the parents that, that count. So why in the world are we so intolerant of grownups who don't know how to do something or who make a mistake or who misstep and have to admit it and try again? Why, why wouldn't we joyfully celebrate that? And I say that with the understanding that if Maz had been in and out of rehab five, seven, nine, 10, 11, 12 times, perhaps my um, tolerance, joy, and support would be dwindling at best, dwindled at worst. So I, I don't say this cavalierly. I recognize that we've been through this journey once. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the top one, actually. All right. Say more. Top one, instead of thinking, I can't do it, think of the, think this instead. I'm still learning. I'll keep trying. No. We had a... Not everyone gets does everything correct the first time. I mean, there's, there's life lessons and axioms and God knows what else you want to call them throughout every culture on this planet, you know. If at first you down, don't succeed, yeah. try, try yeah, again. Yeah, Rabbi Burns to Confucius, who probably who may have been the one who said, if you fall down seven times, stand up eight. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an interesting experience sort of like this. Uh, Sunday, we went to the new Hornbachers for a little outing. The one, it's not that new, but it's, I think, the newest one off of Cheyenne in so West Fargo. I wonder what 50 plus people do in North Dakota <laughs> on a Sunday. Now, you know, we go it's to new amazing. grocery <laughs> And we walk up and down every aisle because we can and it's fun. Anyway, we they have a liquor store attached to the store, which I don't quite understand how pharmacist. that happened. But whatever. Yeah, all grocery stores have pharmacies, except our little one. Oh, there you go. Anyway, we're in the liquor store and we saw a new... N.A. beer. What was it? Coors? Yes. Coors, non-alcoholic beer. And I've so, never had Coors before. I never drank it. Yeah. So Maz bought a six pack and we took it home and he opened it and I smelled it. And it, I swear to you, it smelled like nothing. I'm not even sure it smelled like water. And he said, try it. So I took a drink. Wow. It tasted like Nothing. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know if it's supposed to. Maybe maybe they've nailed it, and that's what cause actually takes. I don't know. I've it kind of looks like um, water from Western North Dakota. That's got that little bit of rust color to it. It's not very appealing. It sure tastes like nothing. Um, but the point is, we're we're still learning. We're trying yeah. new stuff in the NA realm because it's evolving and it's getting better. And different and and they're trying things too there's this one here about halfway down instead of thinking they are better at this than i am think what can i learn from them mm. again 
that can only happen if you're willing to come forward and it only needs to be as public as an AA meeting. And don't forget the second A is anonymous, but you still have to be willing to go forward and walk through the door. Um, remember we listened to that podcast off the East Coast last year and we, we heard a man who was a guest talk about the fact that he went to four or five AA meetings and was paralyzed in his car. He watched people walking in, he was parked, and it took him four or five oh, times yeah. before he was brave enough to get out of the car and walk through the door. Well, again, how many times in your life have you used alcohol to give you the courage you need to walk through the door? How many guests have we talked to, including you, who've said, yeah. I never felt confident about myself. I was a lot braver. I was a lot more fun with a few drinks in me. It's the exact same thing in sobriety. They're better at it than I am. What can you learn from someone else? That can only happen if you're willing to um, get brave and go through the door, open your mouth, make an admittance. So... I love this list. Robin, thanks for sharing that it. That is a good job. Anything else? Um, How about I give up? Did we discuss that one? I did. Okay, did. sorry. Anything else? I mean, they're all, they, they're all come to the same point, really. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I've only, I've, in the five years I've begun at AA, I've only seen this happen twice, where someone just walked in off the street and said, hey, mm. I have a problem. Now that... Speaking of courage and integrity, in I mean, there were many, many ways to have courage and integrity, yeah. but that's an that's an, a great example of someone who has it. Yeah, that is courage to come into a room when you're not even in a program or recovering and enjoying sobriety. Just right at the start, you walk into a room full of strangers. Yeah, I think sometimes we think courage has to mean an absence of fear. No, I think courage is. Um, being afraid and doing it anyway. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's an incredibly courageous thing to do. So I like this little guy. I love these little blobby, um, sad and happy brains or like whatever they are. They're, super they're probably cute. supposed to be brains, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they kind of look like if I had to draw the brain. But um, at any rate, I think they're really, wow, two, four, six, eight, ten great mindsets to shift from this, this to this. Um, oh, I love so much that I played Barbara Walters today. That yes. was very fun. It was very, very um, fun. We are doing a pre-record conversation on Thursday uh, with a husband who is the alcoholic. I believe he's in sobriety now. We're talking to him tomorrow night. And then his wife's going to join us live next week. But um, the little bit that we already know about him, I think is going to lend itself to a remarkable conversation. I'll just tell you this. One of the things that they wrote to us to say was that they've had an impossible time finding a treatment place because he's not a bad enough, bad enough alcoholic. So that seems impossible. Somebody wanting help and not being able to get it, that feels terrible. So we're gonna learn more about that on Thursday, but it will be a pre-record. So we hope you tune in at 8.30. We'll see you back here live next Tuesday at 8.30. Have a great day. See you next week. See ya.
Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.